Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your Monday? Lo- loving Mondays. It's uh, getting into the to the end of the American summer here, so I'm trying to get in as much fun, mm. enjoying every day. Mm-hmm. I just watched a, a comedian thing on Netflix, a guy named Jim Gaffigan. I'm sure you've heard of him before. He, yeah, he's got, yeah he's, once or twice. He's got a whole uh, spiel about why people... He doesn't understand why people love summer so much, and, and and oh, we we saw that because uh, my brother David loves his. Uh, this is a thing that he I've seen him do on several of his specials where he'll get like one topic and he'll just stack jokes on that topic. Yes, right, yeah. And then he does the Jim Gaffigan thing where he starts doing the different audience voices. They're like, <laughs> he must be done with the horse jokes by now. Anyway, this <laughs> this set. Is a bunch of horse jokes, right? Yeah, and yeah. the 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 peak of which is him, the like the horse reacting to the guys playing horseshoes. <laughs> he he does do the he does do the line. This guy, this guy has so many season jokes. He he, he does right. say that in that, that right. episode. Yeah, and I think the the seasons routine has a bunch of stuff about the northern states, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. states that are like, oh, you you should come here in the summer. It was so much so much better, right. which is was funny for us because my um, brother and sister-in-law who live in Idaho are up in Coeur d'Alene, which, if you don't know, the area is across the state border from Spokane, Washington, which also might not mean anything if you're not in the area. Anyway, uh, Idaho is this tall state that's wide at the bottom and gets really narrow up at the top Mm -hmm. in between uh, Washington and Montana states. And they're they're way up in that northern part, and there's this big, like, very clear mountain lake up there, Lake Coeur d'Alene, and it's a popular tourist spot. Like, there's the area probably orig- originally had its industry in logging, and there's not a lot of that anymore in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and so now it's just mainly tourism, and so it's like, yeah, if you're there, you know, from late june to early august it's really nice and i've never been there in the winter so i don't know how bad the weather gets it's you know pretty high elevation and also dry so i can't imagine the winters being too rough but it's really just like unless there are a lot of people there for the really nice summer weather and the lake you know water sports and stuff it just the town kind of empties out a little yeah. bit it's the i don't know i it's mean the exact opposite of Bloomington, which is a college town. If anything, I've I've so. learned about being out west is the winter times are nightmarish. I mean, like at least in Wyoming, where they have yeah. Like, I mean, having having driven across Wyoming in a big uh, boxy motorhome, um, I would not want to be there in the wind. Like it was stress. The wind was stressful enough <laughs> in normal. I mean, it wasn't not winter. It was like March when I was right, or maybe early April when I did that, but. Yeah, I can't see doing that in like January. Yeah, that, that, those are those are some states that I always saw as a kid as like dry, deserty states. But then when mm-hmm. when I act the actual stuff, like you go to winter there, and it's like, oh no, this is like the the worst of the worst you can get. So I can I can get how Idaho would be that, especially the northern part. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm in I'm trying to to squeeze out as as much thing. I've got uh, my incredible kid coming back um, in two weeks, so uh, mm. you know I'm. I'm uh, by myself uh uh guy all by myself right now person granted i'm hanging out with shelly a lot but um right 
No kid. Live. You know, pa- parentless, I should say, for, for the summer. I only got that for two, live, two more live, months. Live in that bachelor li- life. That's it. Live in that, live in that kind of bachelor life. But uh, right. I did that and watched uh, just yesterday. It, it does things like uh, at a, on a whim, I just decide I'm going to go watch a movie. And it's like 8 o'clock at night. Why not? Right? Mm-hmm. You can't really do that when you have a kid that you just fed and, you just, and you're winding down. And you're just trying to get him in the shower. And you're just trying to get him. You know, you just can't do that kind of stuff. But. Right. But I can. So like the other night I went and watched, finally got to watch Black Widow, which we're not going to talk about the show because mm. I know you haven't seen that yet. We'll talk later. But yeah, not yet. Uh, we're trying to. Uh, some of my siblings want to see it. So uh, it, hey, hey, schedule. are you going to take your mom to go see that? I don't know. She would know about it, right? Like, yeah, she she knows. She knows all the characters. That is one of the things she threw out as a possible birthday activity so we might we might do that i i mean that's kind of crazy right there's no way that you would have taken you know uh six months ago taking your mom to go watch a marvel movie no but but now now she can watch it and know all the people and all the things and everything that's happening so yeah yeah, yeah. just before i came down here they were upstairs uh she and andrew and becca watching uh youtube clips of like bloopers and interviews and things hmm. it, it, from from endgame and infinity war i, I will say th- this was one that she might enjoy i'll i'll, I'll just say that much i think it hmm. there's there's two topics that 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 would be good for her in there not good be good for her. i mean that she would like be like oh i, I like these two topics so hmm. and, and i'm not going to say those but um go go watch go watch it so we can we can talk about that so, so anyway I got, I got to go to the movie theater just randomly by myself, um, which I'm also part of the A-list um, Stubbs Insider thing right now. Mm-hmm. Or ANC. Yep. Yeah, so you get like our A-list thing, whatever. So you get movies free. So for for me, it's just walking in. It doesn't cost anything more than my, you know, $20 a month. Hmm. Uh, which is, I still think, I'm not putting, we're, we're not sponsored by AMC here or anything. But seriously, if, if you if you go watch two movies a month, it's, you know, why would you? not get that type thing and oh because you're i bet you're you over ten dollars down there yeah there's it's just over ten dollars yeah here like wow. 11 12 something like that so and then if you if i haven't been i mean i guess i haven't been uh we went and saw we went and saw demon slayer mm-hmm. um during you know but that was at a that was at a one of the chains that that does the um fathom events things that will show oh yeah anime movies um, and then I don't think I've been to the Broca since before the lockdowns. Yeah. So I don't know if they've had to adjust their prices, but they were like seven. Oh, which, that's super cheap. Yeah. Um, I mean, I end up spending ten dollars on beer. Sure, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they know, do sell the alcohols, right? Yeah. That's that's uh that's not not the same thing. So I'm thinking like yeah, twenty dollars a month if you go to the movies three times, but if it's over ten, you just have to go to you have to go twice. And a lot of people don't. You know, I think before the pandemic, we were looking at statistics in the U.S. that like the average the average person in the U.S. goes like fewer than eight times a year. Right. Um, right. Which before we started podcasting, I think almost would have seemed high to me. And of course, mm. that's why it's an average. Right. There's right. people like you balancing out people like me before we started doing right. the podcast or before. Right. You know, yeah. And, and obviously I, I go shut down. I especially before the thing more than two than two uh yeah yeah um, so that's i mean just two 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 is all i need right if, if i watch one it's not worth it but i i can't see myself especially when i have a a, a thing 
I mean, I guess we didn't lead off with this. The the a the thing we're talking about here is that AMC has a program where you pay twenty dollars a month and you get three movies that you don't have to pay for a month. There's also other benefits that come with it, um, you know, free upgrades on popcorn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but um, free online reservations. And and I assume they have like blackouts and stuff. No, nope, none at all. I mean, so you could go like the opening night midnight to a marvel movie yep and... absolutely mm-hmm. yep as long, and i mean i still have to walk up and get a ticket like everybody else unless sure. i do the like fandango thing which they cover the fees for so i still have to i see i, I still see. have to get it but no that that their their a-list is no blackouts whatsoever so because we used to well i said when i was in college brokaw would do free and i think they still do um because the it's in the town where i went to school college um, and they do students free on Mondays. And when, when I first moved back to Bloomington, which was like, oh nine, and this might've happened around 2010, um, the theaters were doing, uh, Monday nights for five bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so like it's Monday night, first of all. Yep. And then I think some of the like newest releases they wouldn't do, but I think that was still when the theaters were carousels. Oh right, uh, yeah. Before AMC bought them out. Yeah, yeah. I also, I also get the uh, uh, AMC has a um, like you buy a, a bucket of popcorn. It's like a, a plastic thing. bucket type thing, and it's twenty dollars. And um, which popcorn costs for large popcorn is ten dollars or, or more, like twelve dollars. Yeah, it's expensive, yeah. right? Stupid expensive popcorn. But um, you buy a bucket for ten dollars, and for the year you can refill it only for five dollars. It's a like bigger than large, right? Um, so I, for me to go to a movie to the movies now, with that twenty dollars a month thing, I just walk in and pay five dollars and watch a, a brand new movie with with popcorn. It's it's a pretty good deal for me. Um, sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I I I had thought about they didn't during the pandemic they they stopped it like people who were the a-list people, they just stopped charging. They weren't they weren't having it, you know, for for the thing because they closed all the theaters. And mm-hmm. just this month, they restart they they restarted up, you know, charging people's credit cards and putting them back on on the A-list stuff. Uh, and and for a minute, I was very much like, nope, nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away and not not watch these things. I'll get it later. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I considered it. I really did because I wasn't sure there's was a whole lot. But I start looking at at the the upcoming months of movies. And I'm like, I'm definitely going to be going twice a month. Um, hmm. I, I mean, there's there there are two two movies per month for the next six months that I am definitely going to be watching in the sure. theater. So I'm like, okay, well that that reason right there is enough to save me four dollars. You know, if they're if they're twelve dollars a piece, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, to, to do that. So you know, I, I'll do that. And then if by any chance I decide to watch more than two movies, then I am definitely making out like a bandit. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz it cuz at two movies a month you're you're pretty close to breaking even mm-hmm. with then the risk that you only go once and you're you paid $20 to see that one movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if it was more than that, I probably wouldn't do that. So and who knows here's the thing, who knows how long that little that program's going to last? I think before the pandemic, it was an answer to like there was a movies movie pass thing that had happened that a company started up and mm-hmm. They were operating always at a complete terrible loss. They were never a good profit model, but they were sure, a subscription-based sure. thing. And terrified theaters enough before they went out of business that they started to have these kind of programs happen. 
Now, of course, they went under because they never could make money. And uh, so who's to, who's to know if AMC and move, other movie companies, Regal Cinemas or whatever, will continue to have these kind of uh, programs. But yeah, anyway, it was fun. I did watch uh, Black Widow. I'm, go- I'm probably going to go watch a movie or two this week with the same kind of thing. I can also watch 3D movies and IMAX movies. So the same, it's free as well. So mm-hmm. if, if I want to go up and watch things in IMAX, like if I want to watch Black Widow, just drive up there and watch me an IMAX movie. So that's pretty good. Uh, so I might watch a couple things this week. And who knows? I might even go watch Black Widow again because I don't have to pay for it. It's nice. Pretty great. Uh, what else did we get this week? So I, hey, speaking of Marvel movies, I got to watch, I, I know you watched it before me, but I finished Loki. You want to talk about that? Sure. So Loki, what, what did you think of this series overall? Like got the whole thing, look back at it in retrospect. So let's see. Uh, I'm going to hit the bell because we're going to spoil Loki. If you haven't seen it, and I say this every time, but stuff that's on streaming, people are spoiling like within the hour. Right. But I'm going to do it anyway, even though we're a couple weeks after it ended. Um, I don't know that we, I mean, I, I'm certain that we have mentioned this show on the podcast before. I think we talked um, about it a little bit at the very beginning. Maybe, maybe I feel like you and I were always out of sync as to who had seen which episodes, yep, or it just yep, yep. always was kind of at the bottom of our talking list, and we didn't get to it. Yeah. Um. So, let me start by saying that I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um. I heard criticism from different from different quarters, and I was like, I don't know. I I liked it. Uh, um, you know, people with the benefit of retrospect. Uh, kind of gush on WandaVision and and dump on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I enjoyed this a lot more than Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is, you know, not a high bar to clear. Right. Um, I had two sort of... One was mine. Uh, I had two different, um, like, like visions of what this show was going to be. Sort of, ex- not really expectations, but like predictions, visions. Like, what... If if you told uh-huh, me you said, you said visions, I know I said visions. If <laughs> you know, you give me the elevator pitch for the show, and you're like, it's after Endgame, Loki steals the the stone, the Tesseract, and he ends up getting picked up by an organization called the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, and and I knew nothing else. Right, I was not one of these comic nerds who have, uh, you know read all this the Mobius comics and all of that stuff, know, knows who Kang is or any of that. I now know what a lot of that stuff is from watching uh, Screen Crush videos. Mm-hmm. But um, if you gave me just that setup that I saw in the trailer, um, I, ex- not expected, but I envisioned this show as a kind of Marvel Doctor Who. You know, mm-hmm, a kind mm-hmm. of... Loki's here and he's working for these guys and who knows, you know, obviously I didn't think it through too hard because, uh, you know, all these Marvel series have been a kind of ongoing story. Yeah. Right. WandaVision is the story of how Wanda copes with her grief of losing vision. And Falcon and Winter Soldier is the story of how Bucky becomes his own person. And you mean, you mean, uh, wait, oh yeah, right. And and Falcon becomes Captain America. Correct, right. Much more so focus on the Falcon story than the Bucky story, unfortunately. Right. Um, and so, of course, this was always going to be a, a kind of 
you know, a big story, like the, the show was going to be a big story. But, you know, one of the things that I said a couple years ago when we when Endgame finished and they said they were going to do all these series. I said a series making series like this is a perfect opportunity for them to experiment, to try wildly different things outside of like Yes, there's variation in the Marvel movies, the MCU movies, mm-hmm. but not a lot of variation, right? None sure. of them is ever animated or whatever. Um, I, although I would argue Guardians was pretty different when it came out, but yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you go from, you know, the, what did somebody say? That like the the MCU films are, are into two big groups. One are the uh, giant blue uh, cloud of light in the sky versus the sunglasses and baseball hat Marvel movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, kind of a funny thing. Um, And so it was entirely possible. And we know now that there's going to be a season two before we had seen any of it. It was entirely possible that this was going to be more episodic. Right. And that's what I mean when I say Marvel Doctor Who, like, Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. TVA. He's going to, you know, jump to a point in history and you're like, I get it. Oh, we've got to, I mean, a little bit like what the TVA is doing at the beginning of this show. Like, yeah. um, you know, they do that with the, the bait and switch with the Ren Fair, which was pretty funny, but like, yeah. you know, go to ancient Rome, which they did that too with Pompeii. Yeah. So like go to King Arthur times. Yeah. Right. And Arthur's there and he's pulled the sword from the stone, but whoever the bad guys are have shown up and they're, trying to you know they're trying to get galahad to to you know steal guinevere away or something and it messes up history and so loki and his you know sidekicks or whatever are there and they've got to figure out how to stop him right right i pictured something like that like a case of the week kind of you know episodic thing with of course you know some overarching uh um story yeah but of course that's not not what we got at all um the other sort of vision of the story is of the series is something that i saw on an article somewhere um where this writer was much more interested in the relationship between loki and mobius okay to to be fair is an interesting thing like mobius is the first from what we've seen the first like actual friend Loki's ever had. Uh, um, okay. Sure. And is an interesting, you know, character in the comics in terms of who he is and the whole, like, and the, the, the point of that article was that that had more, at least to his mind, more potential, interesting storytelling than the love story that we got. Yeah. I don't really agree. Cause I thought the love story was fine. Like yeah. I, I like the actress. She does really good, like Loki, but not quite Loki. Um, I mean, in the sense that, however much we know who Loki is, because he's a little different in each movie. Maybe not quite as much as as Thor sometimes changed between movies, hmm. but um, y- you know, and and so they're, um. I don't want to say this. I mean, their on-screen chemistry was great. Like, right. you know, you see them the way the way it's written, the way they act and interact. 
like I spotted pretty pretty early on that I was like, oh, I think I think we're supposed to ship them in this relationship. <laughs> and then right. of course it's it's Loki, and it's you know because of the way a lot of these Marvel things are written. Like in the next episode, Mobius is giving him crap about it and you know calling him a narcissist and i'm like yeah that's the exact thing we all said last week we're like oh of course loki falls in love with a version of himself that's a girl because he's loki he's super narcissistic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and then you know the next episode like it gives you gives you exposition to to back that up yeah um i, I for my part i i liked it i i will like from your side i will i will say the same thing i'll start with saying I liked it. Um, I liked it as a show. If it was a sci- science fiction show that came out, um, I would like it just fine. And I would be talking about it and going on about it. As a Marvel movie, it was also just fine. It, it's not going to go up one of those as a must-see or I'm going to go recommend for people who got to watch it type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's, there's a lot of Marvel things that I would say, oh man, you got to go watch this and it's so cool or so fun or so whatever. Loki would be like, uh, if you feel like it, you can watch. If if you like that character after you've seen these other great performances he's done with these other things, then you can go watch this. Uh, but it's not like must see, must see to to know Loki's things. And that kind of goes to my other thing is that um, it's a fine show, but it has nothing to do with Loki. Um, I, I've said this in, several times before um, in our chats. Is that in our chats? Yeah. Is that uh, this is. Uh, not how most, uh, at least comic books that I've read, I know comic books are over a hundred years old and have different things, but most comic books I've read mm-hmm. where you have a character and then they explore what's that character's doing or what the character's life or what they're doing. And you have, so you start with the idea that you have a guy that has stretchy arms and what can he do with those stretchy arms or what can go in his world and how can he solve the problems with his stretchy arms? Right. And, and, and how does he deal with that? The fact that he's also a teenager, um, with acne, right? So there's, it's always about that character and then the, then the story. This was a show about a story and they just picked somebody and said, uh, Russian roulette, that guy's going to be in it. It happens to be Loki. Okay, sure. It could be anybody. That could have been Thor in that position. It could have been anyone hmm. in that role. The fact that it was Loki, he was never mischievous. He was never... Uh, narcissistic he was never out for himself i mean not once was he really out for himself in the very first episode he saw his like demise and was like okay um i'm completely redeemed and good guy now i am uh the the actor who plays him i can't think of that guy's name right now but Tom tom hiddleston now i'm tom hiddleston and uh we're gonna play that character from now on which is fine it just wasn't loki even the loki's that we saw in the alternate version weren't except for president loki weren't loki they just i mean he's a he's a he's a norse god asgardian god of mischief um and troublemaking that's what who it's kind of like what defines him and who's he is and i know you can go that whole like oh but people change but people don't change like from who they core and their core being are and this guy is over five thousand years old he's over five thousand years in in a matter of three days he's not going to change who he is which is fine. So let's just like if we throw that out the window and do, and don't even consider that, it's a great show, right? It's and, and sure, it, sure, right. It's it's just not. 
it's they, they even like they depower him. It's a lot of the talk about has how how uh, he's not. Yeah, that's he's not. That's even, a different. I think I had that issue too. That you know, you talk about these these Marvel series that are really just very long movies. Mm-hmm. And then I think you have to, you know, no matter how flexible the streaming service is or how much creative control you want to give showrunners or directors or whatever the title is of the person in charge, um, you, you make mistakes with the script and the, and the editing, right? It, it happens on both sides, right? Your script is too long. You've got too much footage. And then, you want to leave that in in editing. Um, you know, a lot of the work to get something to the right runtime to the or the desired runtime, I should say, uh, happens in the script, yeah. right? So, it, it, just to be clear on what little of that I do understand, yeah. Um, almost none of the action in this in this Loki show was interesting. Yeah, like it would be interesting for the first couple of, you know seconds right whatever of it happening and you know some of that's me it's not a thing that i'm into but also at the same time i'm like we see him do all kinds of crazy stuff and i get that when they're in the tva or when he's wearing that collar or whatever kind of stuff like maybe he can't use magic but they get past that right where like they're on a planet that's destroyed and they have magic but they're just punching each other yeah i I say you know okay maybe they don't want to maybe they don't want to really hurt the other but then when they're fighting other stuff the power is just really inconsistent yeah yeah i i, I just like i said I just watched black widow last weekend and she is way more powerful like a factor of 10 more than loki ever is like and loki is an asgardian god it, it just when they talk about thor and they talk about you know a space gods and and things like loki is up there with those guys he is he is the son of odin or and uh the um frost giant right guy he, mm-hmm. he is a powerful dude and now he just he gets beat up by random guys that are guards on a train type thing and it's just it's just it just does like I said they just put a it's not the guy it's just not that character they just made a total different character for in there and it's a compelling fun story on its own it's just i don't know why they i don't know why they had to make it loki i mean i, I know why they made it loki it's because they tom hiddleston is great he's a fantastic actor uh, he's super fun. No one wants to see him leave. He's been the most, by far, interesting villain of any Marvel ever. Right? Right. Um, right. I mean, Thanos. Maybe. Okay, you're right. Th- Thanos. Toss up, maybe. But right, right. Yeah, th- that that doesn't really bother me. And that might be my, like, not having read comics. You know, so the only lore I know is what we know of the actual well, well, he, Norse he, he, lore. Here, here's the which thing. Is here's not, the thing. Let's talk about the multiverse. So they, they talk about the multiverse. You, there's a, an episode where they see the multiverse and all the different Lokis. None of those Lokis have any Loki. Even the main girl Loki doesn't have any Lokiness to her. She is what? She, all, all her driving thing is revenge. She's a revenge mongered human is all she is. She's okay. never mischievous. They try to push this that Loki survive, but that all they kept saying is, is Loki survived. Okay, Plot, plot device to make sure that they don't die. Got it. But besides that, she's just a revenge-driven woman, right? Loki has been... I, I just don't... I mean, Loki is petty. He is narcissistic. She's never been narcissistic and 
And none of the, 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 the kid was never that. The old man wasn't that. The alligator wasn't that. The, the guy with the, the Thor hammer wasn't that. Like, they just didn't have anything that made them unique or tied them together. They were just different people that that used the name Loki. So, I don't know. That, that did bother me. And it, and it was a big bother. Um, because I... Yeah. If, if, I mean, I had I had a little bit of that, and especially because I saw a meme about it recently, but I had a little bit of that thought watching Avengers. Okay. Because his, like, his mission thing is, is full, like, and I get that, like, it's the, you know, I don't know how any of that ties into comic lore or whatever. I mean, because in the in the Norse lore, he is not Odin's son. He's right, right, sure, sure. Uh, brother. But, um half-brother or whatever yeah um in in avengers it's really this like odin pitting the two brothers against each other and so then loki wants to wants to rule and he wants to rule midgard like as a as a complete fascist which is not um you know there's nothing really mischievous about that that's um, very fair. so that's very fair so i don't know like uh, all that to say like i don't i'm not bothered by any of that whether or not it's Loki. It's pretty easy for me to look at the events laid out in the show and take what I know of the character from the movies and say, sure, maybe maybe it's a stretch to say, you know, whether whether people change or whatever. I mean, we've seen we've seen Thor change throughout the course of three movies. So it it doesn't it's not hard for me to believe that the Loki in this TV show has witnessed these things and met these people. And at least so far, you know, because, because while people don't drastically change, people do go through like short periods of time, short, like bursts of believing that they can, right. People will go on vacation and think like, or they'll have midlife crisis and say like, Oh, I could be a person who rides a motorcycle when they sure that's a motorcycle before. Um, and so I could see like, maybe it's a short, sort of like what we saw with Sylvie and I hit the bell already, but we're, you know, spoiled. Like she seems to, um, like become good through meeting, Loki, right, but, and but then in what way is she mischievous doesn't. or a troublemaker? Like, except that she tries to get back revenge for them taking her when she was a child. Yeah, I mean, th- then you then you play into the like nature and nurture because she was so young when they took her and has basically been on the run her whole life. The character is kind of a blank slate. They're like, what what influenced her at what point? We don't really know. Um, right. And and early on in the series, like in the first or second episode, uh, Mobius asks, what makes a Loki Loki? Right. And he doesn't answer it, by the way. I think the idea was at the time that you're supposed to find that out. But mm-hmm. they don't ever tell us that. They never answer that question. What what makes a Loki a Loki? I I mean, I don't know what no don't know what you're trying to tell me there, because none of these Lokis are the same in any way. Like they have no reference points with each other. They're just different people. Um, and, and in the nature versus nurture, several of them aren't even as guardians. Some of them aren't even, you know, they're like just normal people or whatever. Like they, yeah. So, so yeah. it's, it's the idea is that if you're a person in the world named Loki or whatever, you're supposed to have some kind of core things that are you inherently you, 
what is that? I I don't see. I have not seen in this series any of that. And I know I'm going really on it along was, with that, but it's yeah, just it it was. I feel like that was more clear early on when there were more mysteries. Right. And the show sort of revealed it's, you know, it's whatever. Like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather have another Lost that only asks questions and never answers them. Right. Um, but sometimes Marvel answers their questions a little too early for me. I yeah. Think. yeah. I'm like, you could have, you could have added a little more mystery to the, you know, it's not as bad right. as. Well, there's also the the, the uh, part with things, like but... him him like the narcissistic thing like it that him falling in love with himself type thing. Mm-hmm. All that point is great, but I still I personally still maintain that is he falls falls in love with himself in name only. Like I get why he likes her, right? I get the connection they have mm-hmm. there. I get why she would like him. All those reasons make sense, and I could ship those two people, but I just don't see the angle of him seeing himself in her in any way they are they are not alike in any way i I know their name and she doesn't even go by the name loki like the only reason they're loki is because the tva called her loki and and then in that first episode when they show her face she has like little horns but beyond that she's nothing like him um and and that's and they're even pushing that harder by the good bad evil type differences in the two um so I don't know. I just just the 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 multiverse of the thing did not, you know, pan out for me. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't it didn't have any kind of a weight in any way or or matter in any way. Like again, you can call those people different names and they wouldn't matter. You can call her just Sylvie. As a matter of fact, she ditched the Loki name as soon as she's revealed, and they no longer call her Loki again. Mm-hmm. So so you you just don't need the Loki angle into it. As a matter of fact, you don't need the Loki anything besides the, the, the marketing point for this movie. And it's fine. Right. That's, yeah. That's where I'm, that's I where I'm going think I, and I don't know if this is true, but my, my guess is if you're, if you have to answer what makes Loki question, um, to me, it seemed like, like the deception and the distrust. Right. And that, that's I fair. Think, that's fair. I think that's then, fair. because that happens early on, right. You're like, who's like, is Mobius lying to Loki? Is Loki lying to Mobius? Is that's uh, R- 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 Ravenna? R- uh, what's her name? Uh, that main girl, yeah, the, the TV um, lead. It's R A V something. Um, you know, she pretty clearly seems to be lying to Mobius, and you're like, is that really happening, or is that a red herring? Like, what's going on? There's all this all this deception and that stuff felt very Loki to me, right? Like his whole, what you see him do, whether it's the Joss Whedon version of Loki or the, um, um, who directed the other one? Um, well, you know what I mean? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Um, like that version of Loki, the, the things that Loki does are like disguises, right? And, and like not holograms, but, but illusions, right? It's Trick, all trickster, like mischief, mischievous trickster guy. That's what mischief. It's yeah. it's, but it's all, it's all around deception, right? Like whether it's whatever his motives are, like he's tricking people, he's making things seem, you know, like other things. He's making himself look like Odin, or um, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And I think, I think then what you're supposed to do is take that with Mobius telling him 
that he can choose, that he can change, right? Like that seems to be the thing. When he meets the other Lokis at the end, they're like, oh, we never, like we're stuck on this path where we just always lose. And if we try to change or do something better, like the TVA, TVA will come and, and prune us. And it's supposed to be this, maybe, is supposed to be this sort of um, like moral of, you know, you it's you you think that you were born to be a certain way, but if you if you want to, you can change, and that's literally what Mobius tells him. Like you can be whoever you want to be. You can you can choose to be a good person. Yeah, they and, they, they they could have they could have really done if they had really had like desire to make him centered around Loki. They could have done so much more with it though, right? and so very mm-hmm. easily. Like they could have, like you said used his trickster nature all the time. Like he could have, it's not just his trickster yeah. nature. Like he could have been, okay, first off, he was never manipulative. Like in, in this series, he, he was never, he never had an ulterior motive. It, it was all shown that he didn't like he, Mo, I know Mobius was mistrusting of him the whole time, but from day one, he never had any ulterior motive. I think maybe he was, he was more, very early on, he was in the sense that, and I feel like I'm saying in the sense that a lot, but um, he starts out lost, right? Like he doesn't know what's going on or who's who. So, of course, he's he's sort of working schemes and trying to deceive Mobius, but he doesn't know enough to really have any kind of plan or scheme and right right see that, that the, that's that was kind the, of my point there was that they they in the could have given him more him, yeah i think once he meet and that's maybe where people are disappointed with the with the sylvie story because pretty much once he meets her um his character is i mean that that process takes like two three episodes out of the six um right. but like once they're revealed and it becomes pretty you know, they have that moment on the lake on the planet and they get rescued. Like, he's pretty well... His character is kind of flat at that point. Like, he's changed in a way that he doesn't even really know, but he... If you want to say, and I don't... You know, I think that, like, whether or not it's Loki is a, a, a non, non-question non for me. Because, like, he is Loki. They said he's Loki, so I don't care. But... Sure. um if you say that he's that he's you know not not loki then that's where that transition happens where like he was still kind of loki before a little lost confused facing his own death kind yeah. of loki and then once he realizes he has feelings for sylvie or once we realize or once mobius yeah. realizes it um then he he pretty much has has settled and he's not he's not good but he's much more good than any version of Loki we've seen. Yeah, I so so after watching the the series finale, I, I had some and having these feelings of like, oh, this is great. But and I and I really again I want to say I really enjoyed watching Hiddleston act up there, doing his his role and being yeah. being just being a hero. Again, I won't say Loki being a hero, but like I liked Tom Hiddleston being the 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 leading person in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and in in the finale, I I was like. But realizing that that wasn't the Loki at, at all, or, or I was not watching a an Asgard uh, character in any way, I wanted to go watch Thor stuff. So I went that night and watched, and then the next day, 
and rewatched Thor Dark World because I hadn't seen it in a while. And I know people give it a lot of uh, flack. And I re- watched mm-hmm. the the first half of um, Thor, the first one. Um, and then I watched Avengers. So I, wa- I watched those in the next two days. And that is nothing like this character at all. I, I watched um, uh, Ragnarok only a couple weeks ago. So I, he's still a little bit fresh on my mind there. But it's just, it's just, especially like you said, you're right. The Avengers guy is nothing like any of those. Like they, that writer wrote him as supervillain. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, he's empathetic, but he is, su- it's just, like I said, he's just has this character, but, but watching him in the series is not the same person. It's just not in, in any incarnation, not the same person at all and his powers. And if, and they could have, like I said, they could have made it better in the series by giving him more time to, to make some manipulative plans. Now he, they mm. had plenty of episodes where he could have figured it out and try to have his own plan and his own scheme, but instead they have him dance on a train randomly. They could have made him right. more schemey, not in a bad way, but like that's his, that's his forte is he does well. He's good at it. He knows how to mm-hmm. control things. He He always has been, even when he was, and the first Thor, kind of on Thor's side, he was always using his magic and his 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 mystery and his teleportation and his stuff. It's kind of what Loki does. He's just good at it. Um, mm. And then and his sorcery. And then um, he, uh, they could have you know, like I said, used the 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 was it the face change type thing where he changes place with people. He could have they could have gone down the hall when he's running away from. Uh, the TVA, and then all of a sudden you realize that he's actually a TVA agent, but he's like, you know, illusion formed. Uh, they, they could right. have used just a lot of things to say that this is Loki. He has his tricks. He has his, his little things that he always does that's really good about him. And he's using every single movie, but they didn't. Right? It's just a guy whose only power is to be able to pull his dagger out of, out of you know, the thing. So, yeah, the, d- the decision to have no magic in the TVA was weird. Um, it's to know, depower it, him, right? It's just because they wanted him to not have be an Asgard. It's to depower him. I, Andrew says that the one of the other things that is you know supposedly a catalyst for him for him changing is the is seeing the stones, right? Like the the tesseract and the the power of the stones is part. Like that's part of how he's um he's introduced, right? Isn't it? Isn't he working for that other guy? Uh, I mean, he's working for Thanos. Yeah, he's working. Okay, so he's working directly, but you don't see Thanos early on. You see some. You see those other guys, right? I mean, um, he knows he's working for Thanos. He's yeah, he's. And he's, so, like that, that whole thing is all about the stones. But then he's here in this place where they're using the the Infinity Stones as paperweights because of the time thing right. and there being no magic, which is like, whatever, right? But yeah, yeah. So anyway, so anyway o- I, overall, I liked it. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's. Cool I, that I spent a lot get. of time on on that thing because because it did particularly bug bug me, and I I couldn't. Sure. I, I I saw and I love the thing is I love Loki so much. I love Tom Hiddleston Loki, and I watching mm. Dark Thor Dark World. By the way, I watched it again. I'm not entirely certain why it gets the flack that it gets. I know you watched it sooner than some, but it's not as terrible as I had thought. Like everything with uh, Jane Foster in it is pretty terrible. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's just an awful character in general. Um, yeah. but everything not with her is pretty great. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Especially some of the movies we've seen since then. Like, I think when, when it came out, we were like, Oh it's, it's not a great compared to all these like Iron Man and, and Captain America and all these other things that have came out. And even the first Thor, it's just terrible compared to that. 
but it just wasn't it wasn't as terrible as I thought. And Loki was good in it. Like he was he was mm. uh he again he was trickster yeah. he was trickster mischievous god where he was you know troubled that his mother died. Uh he was angry that the fact that uh, when when the the bad guy got released from prison but he didn't he told him where to go to find the the right, way. Right. You know, yeah. We watched those and you know, I sort of half watched them, right? So I don't know which ones they watched when I was downstairs right. or whatever. And so I don't know what all necessarily the complaints are, but like you say, the the um the Jane Foster stuff is not great. I think not great. all the not great the whole thing with the the purple cloud, what's that called? Something dumb. The ether. Um, the ether. Um and I, I think just all that stuff goes together to go, there's just not I don't know, like it's hard to compare because we've seen like what Thor can be in, you know, a Ragnarok kind of movie or um something well, else in Dark, th- Dark those World. Are, those so, are clearly clearly two different movies. Like Yeah, very very different movies. Yeah. But even even compared to the first one, you know, I I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm I mean, I mean to, I'm trying to defend an argument that I don't really have any of the details on. But for me, it was just like a lot of it seemed kind of dumb and and not interesting, and also kind of uh, a downer. The whole movie. Yeah, the the and, and and that's why watching it and rewatching it again, I've seen you know ten years of Marvel movies since, and I can guarantee you there are, are worse. Than than that one that that are try to be serious and aren't always great and mm-hmm. you know m- miss on so many categories but those movies get passes right and I and I and I think that Dark World got some bad flack because it had followed like three or four great movies and then right. came off of Avengers which was really great um, and and then I think was it's just, just if okay. you if you exclude the ones that Marvel doesn't want to count right <laughs> which, sure. which are the Hulk. Uh, yeah, uh, right. maybe there were two of those I only remember one but um, then you'd have a hard time naming one that's worse and but, so it just becomes the worst of the Marvel films which is not you know I'm sure it made money right it's not like sure. it's not like it's a DC uh, uh, you know well I mean it's not wonder, p- it's personally not after watching it this last weekend and I'm, and I'm not trying to I'm really not trying to put up Thor Dark World I'm just saying Captain Marvel was worse. It it really, really was. I mean, it, by all categories, it was worse. Cap- it, Captain Marvel was pretty bad. We yeah, it it had terrible side characters. It had terrible Just, plots. It had it had comedy yeah. which was uncomfortable that didn't make sense in places. Power mm-hmm. was all over the place. Characterization right. didn't matter. Like it's it was Thor: Dark World, but just as bad, if not worse. So, well, and and Captain Marvel is new, so um, it, relatively, and right. so. You know, Dark World had that had that seat had that number one spot uh, in last place for yeah. a long time, right? Yeah. For years. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, my my point was that, that that Loki in that was was what he what he was. He was a very transition of that character was from the first movie. He was the transition from Avengers. He was Loki through three movies at that point, and and he even had redemption arc through that Thor Dark World. Like he came back and and. Quote, I'm going to air quote died because Mary fake died. Um, mm. But um, he, he had some real touching moments with his brother 
but he still used his trickster abilities and you he was still mischievous he was in 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 thor uh ragnarok he was still at the very end when you thought everything was finally coming together with him with loki he still was like it's just me brother i'm just me i have to do this it's i'm out for myself like he was you know, back together with Thor. They trusted each other again. They had that great conversation in the elevator that was very touching. Um, and then they're like, let's do, you know, get help type stuff. And then he turns on him because that's just who Loki is. Like in the right. end, he's going to be him. And then you go into the TVA thing and it's like, oh, that character's not really here. I'm like, wait, wait, what? There's this whole arc of this character. Yeah, that that betrayal thing is what I sort of what I was alluding to with the lies and trust thing, because they do that with President Loki. Right. There's this whole thing that, yeah. nope, every Loki is going to turn on every other Loki. Right. And he also sees uh, Richard Grant. No, the old Loki. Old Loki. Classic, right, yeah. Classic Loki. Right. Do uh, that kind of heroic self-sacrifice thing. Um, yeah. And so. Right. Anyway. So I, I think it, this is this is better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, mm-hmm. uh I'd say it's it's about the same as Wanda because I like Wanda, but I liked this one too. And I know I just spent the last like twenty minutes bashing the the Lokiness of it, which I shouldn't have <laughs> because I I, I want to say the the positive things about it. It was interesting. It's a fun story. It, I I am not a Doctor Doctor Who follower, but it had a the aesthetics of a Doctor Who. Um, so t- to me at least, and and that feels probably insulting to Doctor Who people. They probably love their thing better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it made me. A person who want to be, who's always wanted to kind of be a Doctor Who fan, feel like I'm watching something like that. Um, and I like the characters; the actors were great. Sylvie was great. The connections there were great. Um, I I didn't understand Ravona's uh, motivations at all through the second half of the show until mm-hmm. I read the comic book thing, and it feels like they're just shoehorning her comic book character into it. Uh, she oh. evidently loves Kang, uh, so. You know, heart loves Kang. Oh, so they're 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 probably trying to shehorn that into it. Uh, I do want to end this by saying that uh, it's on the show. It's it's there. It's listed um, that I said that this was going to be a series um, instead of like the rest of them, which were one offs. Um, it just makes it like I said back then. It just makes sense. Hiddleston wants to keep playing Loki. Wants to be part of the the MCU. Loves the character. Loves everything about it. Has a great time. He's a great person. Marvel loves him. Why would they, if they can keep him going and keep a big name actor in that role, of course they will. They're not going to keep sure. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany playing TV on, on streaming services. You right. know, they're not going to get um, Anthony Mackie to play, you know, Captain America just on, on Disney plus. Yeah. Uh, and, and those are heroes, right? Like it's hard to bring back a villain. If you don't do something weird, like have them be the villain again or have them, turn good like it's a lot easier to just bring heroes back yeah so i i I will close this out i will like to say that uh this um this is cool with the multiverse thing right like uh it definitely is linking into the bigger picture it's a disney plus show how do you i know you had said before that you weren't a big fan of this must sees but i don't know how if multiverse of madness piggybacks on this or spider-man piggybacks on this how Disney Plus TV doesn't make this a definitely a must see in in the yeah. Marvel stuff. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? Because it's funny this ties into the conversation we had last week about Gundam, 
where you're like, I want to be able to just pick up a movie and know, right? Like I had yeah, that because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I listened to all the podcasts to put the chapter marks in. So I'm listening to that conversation again. And I'm like, we have a lot of that stuff that you wouldn't think. Like if somebody came into Marvel the way that you tried to come into Gundam and just picked a movie, you know, just started, just watched the newest movie, right? Just watched Black Widow. Yeah. How confused and lost would they be? <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's like it's a prequel. It's set between these two movies. There's no numbering at all of the. Of, I mean, there are for some of like Iron Man and, yeah. and Guardians, but a lot of the sequels are not are not numbered sequels. Um, right. You know, the Thor series isn't Ant-Man isn't. Um, and so, you know, and then you have all the others where you're like, what order do the uh, Captain America movies go in. Man, because... why, why, why can't Marvel do that? Why can't Marvel at the bottom of the screen when it says, you know, uh, bl the Black Widow say MCU 1.45? Right, right, right. And that's what, like, if I go on Audible and I'm looking yeah. for audiobooks, this is not a plug. I know that a lot <laughs> of podcasts are sponsored by Audible. We don't have sponsors, but I right. use Audible, have been for over a decade um some series don't number their books right a big fantasy series right. or whatever i mean game of thrones is just the first book in a series called the song of ice and fire the books don't have numbers in the titles probably on the cover somewhere they might say depending on you know the the publisher and those decisions you know i remember uh, this maybe still happens but i remember as a kid going to the library and you'd see um i think the hardy boys books were this way the like um babysitters club and sleepover friends books they'd have numbers for, they put the number right on the right on the spine of the book yeah um, but on audible they do this too they're like this book is titled you know it's george R. R. martin feast for crows and down somewhere in the information about the author and the year or whatever, it'll say book four in a song of ice and fire. I think it's four. I'm, yeah. It's four or five. Um, and yeah, I don't remember. Oh, the, the have to have to watch thing. I think, you know, I, I think it's still true the way I said it before, where aside from, um, I mean, you would be pretty lost if you watched Infinity War and even more lost when you saw Endgame if you hadn't seen, you know, if you watched Endgame without seeing Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and so I think the same is true where you could pick up a movie anywhere and you're you're going to be a little bit lost depending on what it is, if it's like a direct sequel. If you start um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and you've not seen Ant-Man or, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Captain America Civil War, yeah. you're going to be confused about why he's under house arrest. But right. the the agents come, like, they do a scene, right, where the, uh, Agent uh, Wu, Wu Wong? No, Wong is the... Jimmy Wu, is that what it is? Jimmy Wu, is that, is that his character name? I think that's his no. character name. I, I don't remember. Um it's him and uh and the guy with Doctor Strange whose name is Wong right I think and i feel i feel like i'm using 
stereotype names. Right. But the, those are their real names. Like, I'm not doing that on purpose. Um, yeah, his name is characters. Jimmy Woo, W-O-O. Right, yeah. That's right. Anyway, he comes and he sees the card trick and does all... Like, so the movie gives you the bare minimum of information you need to know, like, what's going on, right? And I, I think that they'll always do that. At yeah. least, you know, give you, give you just enough. Like, you're going to be better off. You're going to appreciate it more if you've seen the context that leads up to it. But you don't, you don't have to have. Like, the story of... The story of Ant-Man and Wasp is not about the Avengers or the Sokovia Accords or the Civil War or even the events of Infinity War, right? Like, right. that's the context that it's in. That's the setup for why he's under house arrest. And it is what happens in the tag after the movie's over. But the movie as a whole is about um, the stuff going on with... Hank's Hank Pym's wife and this um, shadow character. I yeah, forget her name. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know, I know, I'm nitpicking in this specific instance, but I, I think actually it's a bad example because I, I don't think that you can watch things in between Ant Man one and two because, like, Ant Man one ends with him and Janet together and they're happy, and then all of a sudden Ant Man two starts right off when he's under house arrest and he they don't. Uh, Hank and her don't like him and she doesn't like him for the entire movie and they're trying to recover their relationship. Oh, yeah, and... that's like whether you can skip different like yeah, I could see I hadn't really considered that, but I could see yeah. how somebody would think, well, like what's going I on like, here? That makes no like, sense. What I really mean? like Paul Rudd, so I'm going to watch Ant-Man and then when Ant-Man and Wasp comes out, you watch that and you're confused because stuff happened in in between. I'm yeah. I'm just saying from the perspective of if you're coming in completely blind like you did with uh Gundam Hathaway right um like could you like does the movie give you enough information to follow that movie yeah well well like like Gundam Hathaway I was able to follow what was happening there but I did feel the entire time like I would with these Marvel movies like I am getting only a very small that's kind of our conversation we had last week was that I feel like I'm only getting a, a an episode here and and if I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 and Ant-Man and the Wasp 1, it'd be like, wait, I watched episode one of the the series premiere, and then I watched the episode five, but what happened in episode two, three, and four? Yeah. Right? I like, think, you could do it, but, you know, you just yeah, kind of... Yeah, and I think, I think that Marvel is doing, you know, for, for all that I keep saying this thing about the movies being watchable in isolation, mm -hmm. um, I think that they are doing i think because they seem to at least make that effort enough that it seems that way to to someone like me yeah um explain some of how they are so successful because it doesn't right. i mean it's the exact same same thing again i was saying about anime like the longer a franchise goes the harder it is to for new people to jump in yeah right and Almost nobody, or I heard somebody say this, so I don't, I don't know how true it is, but almost nobody has succeeded at doing like a continuous story or an interconnected world in film, right? Until like, now, right? Yeah, right. Except, except Marvel, and like because Marvel is so successful at it, everybody else keeps 
trying to do it right like yeah. um you know dc is the obvious example but they also there was like a dark something was that cloverfield or something like that oh yeah they did that right yeah or, or um, the, the cloverfield wasn't part of it but the uh universal tried to do a dark a dark monster thing oh with the mummy yeah reboot. the mummy right. and frankenstein and yeah yeah and um um but it wasn't. Night, as, it was not nowhere near as good as this because of so many different reasons, right? Right, was, right. Um, M Night Shyamalan tried to do it with, uh, with Glass and Unbreakable. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that was kind of you know didn't didn't really like. They're just there are so many ways to get that wrong, right? Right. And and one of the one of the big ones is only only telling stories to your to your base to your fan base, and it's mm -hmm. a really hard balance to like how do you um you know how do you how do you reach both groups like how do you bring on new people without boring your base and how do you um you know satisfy your base without overwhelming you know new new viewers because you you have yeah. to be bringing people in that's just i, I can i can definitely say that that, that the the marvel disney plus shows are definitely not trying to bring new people in i i, I think all three mm. that we've seen so far and the next one which is what if are not trying to grab new like oh start off with watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier like I, no I mean right, right. you just you just can't right um, and you yeah. definitely can't watch Loki at all no, without no. knowing I mean, anything I mean all three of them are uh well they're all three sequels to Endgame yeah yeah right. and that that, that kind of comes around to this like the fact that we haven't actually of Phase Four we haven't actually seen a new movie. We we saw Spider-Man, mm -hmm. which was definitely it was a new movie. I will give it that. It's not it that is was, technically an MCU thing, but it's That was also a sequel to Endgame. Yeah, cuz it was Iron Man heavy. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and you yeah, can't watch that without knowing about Iron, what happened to Iron Man. Space. Um and then there's Black Widow, which takes place in the past. Right. So, um and and we'll talk about that. I I don't want to go. We'll talk more about that later, but it takes place in the past. Uh, so it's not something that we've seen continue on with their storytelling. Now we're going to get Shang-Chi and that actually may be a, a, a good topic for us to talk about because I mm -hmm. bet, I bet that one won't, will have only very little tangential connections to the MCU. Right. And which is, yeah. which is yeah. what, which is what, like you just said, Marvel does well and Marvel can do and can do these. When guardians came out, guardians of the galaxy, you did not need to watch anything of any of the other shows whatsoever. And there was an MCU tie-in, like what at the end or something, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. It didn't need, you know, it didn't. The, the show itself didn't need anything, and you could watch Guardians two and not need anything. Um, and and that's that's what you can. I think some of these series were standalones, but Ant Man and the Wasp was one of the ones that actually now that we're talking about it probably isn't so standalone just to watch. Um, I don't know if Spider Man is. This, those series is standalone to watch. Um, and um, if Multiverse of Madness comes out, Doctor Strange definitely is not. You can't just watch Doctor Strange 1 and then watch Doctor Strange 2. Right. Right. I mean, you. I would say, well, you got to watch a whole season of, of Loki to understand what's going to happen. <laughs> Unless they spend like two minutes just saying like, oh, the something happened and the cosmic thing happened. And all of a sudden there's multiverses and we don't know why. And then they don't solve it. They could do that, just what you were describing. You know, they could like 
just kind of hand wave it and say, if you want to know more, go see this. Right. Um, and, and be okay. But uh, we, it's just conjecture at this point, but the word multiverse of madness and the way that Loki series one ended definitely leads me to believe that those two have to be watched together. But, you know, we don't know yet until we, until we see them. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All the, all the, the Loki things. So yeah, thumbs up from both of us, right? For, for Loki mm-hmm. overall. Um, yeah. I wish I could have put more time into the happy parts of it, but not happy, but like the good, good things. I love Kang. Kang was, the actor was mm. pretty cool. Interesting. I, yeah. I, I like the idea of, if you're a time person, you know all things. Then, yeah, that had that the same. Cool. Uh, I had a similar kind of. It, it was fine. Like I watched it, I wasn't upset or anything. But the same sort of complaint I had about Wandavision, where at the very end of the story, it's just like a whole episode of exposition. And There's so much. They they should have spread that out. It's fine. Like you get the information, but it's just again, it's back to that weird editing thing like if you're gonna make a a six hour movie in or whatever you know five hour movie in six chapters um you know put some more put some more work into that script to to figure out how you're gonna yeah i agree how you're gonna split that story up yeah and and you know what all this loki stuff that i was talking about could have been like second not mattered if they would like spread the whole time story out better or something but um, again, I don't feel like I'm, that feels like I'm bashing it, but it, it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun ride anyway. And did you like, uh, what's his name? Morbi- Morbius, the actor guy as Morbius. Did you, oh, he was pretty Owen good. Wilson. Yeah. Um, was, he, was he pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any strong opinions on Owen Wilson in general, but, yeah. um, he seemed, he, was... he, seemed, he seemed pretty one dimensional, but like maybe not one dimensional in a bad way, maybe like a foundational character. Like he's always. He's always trusting and kind and good mm. and you know what I mean? Like maybe. maybe that's just I mean, what he is. yeah, I, I assume some of that is his like, you know, having been reprogrammed. Yeah. Not, whatever. not, not, not every character in a, in a, in a story has to be, have an arc, right? You know? Right. And you, it, right. You can't, uh, yeah. You don't want his story overshadowing Loki's story in a yeah, show called yeah. Loki. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he was fun. I, I, I like the idea of him being a, a friend. I, I felt it was it felt a little rushed, uh, which mm-hmm. is weird because the show took too long. But it felt a little a little rushed. I I think if they're planning on having multiple se- seasons, then it could have been like a thing that he earned, that Loki earned his friendship type thing. But uh, I like him being a friend of Loki's. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, ha- having that that buddy thing. You know, they could have written it better. So maybe maybe I'm asking for just a little bit better screenwriters for for season two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that this one was terrible, but could could be a little bit better. Uh, cool. All right. So, uh, what do we got here for for our? Well, speaking speaking of things that are not terrible but could have been better, uh, do you <laughs> want to talk about our movie? Wait, wait, you're just you're just putting it out there right out the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's let's talk about uh, Oblivion. I mean, we we said off the air before we started that this might be a short episode because we don't have a lot of topics. I did not expect to argue about Loki for forty minutes, <laughs> uh, however long however long we've been talking about that. It's a good topic. It's uh, a good topic. It's fun. Okay, so we're talking about the 2012, 2013 um, Tom Cruise sci fi uh, 
not epic. I don't know what word I want to call this. It feels like mystery or sure D- dystopian sci-fi at, at action adventure. What, what what is that thing? What is that thing where they like you have to? There's a twist at the end type thing. What what what, what is that genre called? Is there a genre called for that? Mystery is probably the word. Yeah. Um, I think that was the most important part about this show was that 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 twist. That that twist, that mystery. So uh, I didn't say the title. 2013's Oblivion. With Tom Cruise. With Tom Cruise. Um, big, big Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise all the time on the on the screen. On the right. All right. Um, so non-spoiler section for the, the we, we need to. We, I sure. think, Dennis, we need to put some more non-spoilers because we usually like launch right into the bell. Uh, so non-spoiler section. It sounds like you feel that it could have been better. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing... No spoilers. Yeah, so the the movie is set up um, very ominous. And not like in a horror movie kind of way, but in a way where right from the start, I'm like, okay, something is not what it seems, right? It's a dystopian future, just some of the, the way that things are written and framed and all that. I'm like, okay, there's some there's some mystery that's that's happening here yeah and then almost none of it surprised me and you know me i've said this before i'm not one of those people who like pays really close attention to that stuff and tries to beat the movie in like like oh i I figured that out like and the rest of the you know in an attempt to either make yourself feel good or make people around you feel dumb that's often how i feel when other people do that so i I don't try to do that. Yeah. But yeah. as 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 this movie was happening and things were being revealed, I'm like, oh yeah, of course it's this. Like, right. I I either like from from very early on, you know, figured something out, or when the twist happened, it was like, oh, it's. I mean, it's a thing that you've said when we watch some some older movies is like, all right, yeah, I've seen this. You've I've seen I've it, seen it right. either more recently or I've seen it enough times that I'm like okay sure cool it's fine like right. and it wasn't it wasn't that it was bad it was just kind of uh, i mean even mediocre sounds really harsh <laughs> but like like there was nothing special about it yeah um i i think for for my part so i i, I was recommended this one and, and i hadn't seen it in a while because I, I couldn't remember how I would feel about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I knew about what the twists are. This is, we're in our spoiler free section here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, re- I do remember figuring out the first main twist and then, but the details I enjoyed, like, you know, some of the details that there was a mini twists, I call them, whatever mm-hmm. uh, that, ha- that happened later. Um, I enjoyed because I didn't see those coming. I, liked um i'm trying to get not spoiler free stuff things i liked was it was very sci-fi i did not like before or now uh the is it called uh, scavs the scavs portion of that sure um that in the trailers they talk about the scavs coming to 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 earth Uh, i I wasn't a big fan of what what that those scavs were and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
I, I saw it before as an okay movie, a fun, like if this was on Netflix and it was a, a Netflix sci-fi movie, I would enjoy it. Maybe not like summer blockbuster. I would not put it as a mm-hmm. summer blockbuster, but I would enjoy a good Netflix watch of this movie. This would this would make me feel a lot happier than a lot of sci-fi that I've watched on Netflix that are, uh, I sure. think of like the OA and things like that. You're like, you watch a whole season and you're like, oh God, I wasted so much time on this or yeah, that. I didn't, I didn't watch that, so I don't Yeah, so, so so many different sci-fi type things that are that are out there. They're just, just bloody awful. Um, and, and this one, like, yeah, I would watch... An afternoon on Netflix watching this and like that was fine that that fit that filled my sci-fi uh, bucket that I needed to 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 binge. It's not one that I'm going to write home about and tell everybody you got to watch this one, mm-hmm. but it, it fits on it fits on Netflix. Also, I don't think it's on Netflix, but um, it fits in that that category. Okay, let's go into spoilers real quick because I'm talking about a couple things. Okay, I'm gonna hit the bell. Uh, so that was hard to say, but I think we need to have some, some more time on, on non-spoiler sections. Uh, we, I mean, we usually do it the other way cause it's after we've talked about it right. where like I might, you know, you might give me a perspective I didn't consider or vice versa. And then fair, final, fair, fair. Final uh, thoughts I, I like, I, what I was talking about in the non-spoiler section was that, um, I, yeah, I totally saw the, that they were the, the aliens and, and vice versa. I didn't see the clone thing part like when that clone thing happened i was like oh that's cool that's actually what i think i remember i liked about this show the clone thing was the only part i didn't see coming and i'll i'll admit that i didn't give this movie my full attention so Mm -hmm. i was mostly just listening and then once in a while i'd look over to see what was going on but i'm like okay it's it's dystopian future he's already got the vision of the other girl and so i'm like instead of really paying attention to the movie i'm trying to figure out what like what pieces from four other movies that they put together to make this and <laughs> and how it th- therefore doesn't work it's like you've got this this wiped history love triangle thing from vanilla sky i, I was also trying to limit it down to just tom cruise movies <laughs> to just um, tom cruise stuff you've got this you've got this sci-fi you know mystery sort of thing kind of from edge of tomorrow or live die repeat whichever of those titles is the right one um the the clone thing is a little bit well it's a little bit bsg and i'm sure i've seen it somewhere else um but that was the only part where i was like you know i looked over and i could see another guy was coming toward him and i'm like oh is that him again is it a clone okay it's a clone yeah all right well that's that's different and then the like I didn't really like the way that that tied into the ending, though, because like she's not a clone, but then he's going like he's leaving her there and he's going to go sacrifice himself. But I'm like, he's a clone. There's got to be another one of him on Earth <laughs> so you, you that's going to find end, her. Right. And then like, then what happens if another one shows up? Like, how many were there? <laughs> we know that like he's she gets 49 to have and endless guys is what she's the other to have. one you know then it's then it's multiplicity another movie i didn't see but yeah um she gets to have all the guys uh just yeah weird, the, that ending weird of like sort sing- of implications but the the red flag for me was the early when they do the line the uh what is it an effective team are you an effective team are yeah. you an effective team i'm like okay cool so we've got dystopian future robots and and like a talismanic um like uh, uh what's the word for that mantra 
this, they like, say all the time. Th- this thing they say all the time. It reminds me of. Did you ever play Bioshock, the first one? I did. Yeah. Um, this is spoilers for Bioshock. So if you're still listening and then you haven't played that like 15 year old game, uh, you jump ahead 30 seconds. You know how the mm-hmm. guy who he who calls him on the radio is trying to get his help always says, "Would you kindly?" Right. And it's yeah. a it's it's the Manchurian candidate yep. thing where like he says that catchphrase and then you you I mean you're controlling them so you don't know it so it's like it's this big kind of crazy reveal and they do all the flashbacks like that was a red flag for me I'm like okay cool so it's so it's this and then I also didn't love the and again this might be me not paying attention the whole time but the terrain and topography kept changing. Uh, it's the Planet of the Apes thing where I don't understand how he's at the top of the Empire State Building in the middle of a desert. Like, there are a lot of buildings taller than that. How come there's nothing else around? That's not how, uh, like, erosion and, and geography works. Um, <laughs> but that's, like, you know. Right. That's it's always those small point. things like, that always get you caught up. And like, re- like re-see so- my Loki thing before. And, you know, a, a bunch of time, but like, but it's still not that much time, right? It's, like, 60 years. It's a long time, but not, like you know sand doesn't erode up onto manhattan island like if they drained all the water there would just be empty oceans there wouldn't be you know 300 feet of sand in downtown new york like it doesn't make any sense um <laughs> i i i which again is just nitpicky but yeah i i liked the um i will say i liked the uh you know aliens winning the war part that that mm-hmm. that trick I, I did like that. I like oh, sure. that uh, the bad guys have won. That's why I said before, I wasn't a fan of the, the scavs, that they were humans. Not that they weren't humans. That was fine. One, Morgan Freeman threw me off. Like when I first saw him and the first time I watched this, I was like, yeah, I was like, what? Wait, what is he? He did not seem like to, to be in the right place for, for his, his, who he was or whatever. Yeah. Uh, two, I uh, I liked I liked actually I liked I wish Jamie was in that role like Jamie Lannister was already mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and he would have been fine um, and he was fine in this too but yeah. all the other humans were terrible like they were just a bunch of like props. dirty people yeah they were just props yeah. that weren't weren't anything there wasn't anything I don't know anything that was happening there and that maybe that wasn't important it just it just wasn't very important or I didn't care about the humans I mean by the right? time. By the time you pay for Tom Cruise and Morgan <laughs> Freeman, and then also, um, I think uh, Olga Krylenko, however you say that, had probably already been in Bond by this point. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, she probably wasn't cheap. I didn't recognize the other girl, the other wife, partner, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this movie had to have had a pretty decent effects budget. Right, right, because all the yeah. the ships and everything look like none of that ever looked fake. So oh. there's not really a lot of budget left for uh, for the people, the extras, background background actors. And this was um, this was post Game of Thrones. So even um, Jamie uh, Lannister was Jamie Lannister, whatever his his actual name is, I'm sure was not. Yeah, it was not super cheap. The, to, the uh, to hire. Uh, I I did I didn't I'm gonna give you a like and a di- and a dislike. My dislike is I did not I did not care or dig about the love story there. 
like th- that it was his wife and they could have no. totally taken that out and it would not have mattered to me at all. <laughs> It it felt to me like Tom Cruise wanted to make out with Olga Kurylenko a lot, and so <laughs> or 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 the other girl, like both of them, he, mm-hmm, he just gets mm-hmm. both of those, which which you know that's fair. Actually, what, the only thing, I, and this is terrible, guy, me, sorry, listeners, for this, but uh, when I, when I I saw the other girl come up, I'm like, oh great, now Tom Cruise gets the last man on earth gets two two wives, cool, and they're like right, right. super attractive, so of course that makes sense. Uh, another bastard. another nitpicky <laughs> sort of side effect of me not giving the movie my full attention was the pool. I was like, is it is it dangerous? Like, isn't there <laughs> radiation and stuff? Why is there a pool? And this like survival <laughs> pod thing they've got down here. They're I mean, they're in the one spot, the one spot on the planet that's safe for them. That's the idea. right. And then like as stuff was was being revealed, I'm like, okay, so that's why there's the barrier. Like the first time you see for me, the first time I saw that barrier, I'm like, that's a fake that radiation thing is fake news. Like that's not real. It's, it's fake and, news. Right. Um, but, but okay. So I'm, I said bad thing, but I, the, the good thing I did like is like, I liked, and I know you didn't get to see it this way, but I liked seeing it in the theater. I liked the, the effects sure. and the sound yeah. was great. Like, I, let me tell you when the, the drones turn on and you hear the bomb, whatever the, the noise they make mm-hmm. in the theater, that's like jarring every time. Sure, like, sure. And it I puts us every time it puts a fear, a strike of fear. And you're like, Oh crap, these things mean business right now. And then every time the drones were on the screen, they just immediately murder things without like anything. They just come in and just murder all the, the surviving humans. They disintegrate everything uh, the scene when they in, at the end when they invade the humans base or whatever it just systematically goes through and just destroys everything, right? Yeah. And, and they yeah, are I, and their gunshots were like boom, 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 like oh, this is so cool. I fully believe, and so so that that was sort of the the mindset that I tried to put myself in this. Like, don't compare it to um, what? Don't I kept thinking of Raised by Wolves, which was. Sure, fair aesthetic ish. Yeah, a lot of a lot of aesthetic overlap. Like I would watch this before just because of length. Um right. and this at least this Raised by op- Wolves. That's perfect. I'm glad you said that. That's that, that when I said bad sci fi that there I watched, I'm like, God, why I watch Raised by Wolves. I would rather yeah, watch this on Netflix this, than Raised by Wolves. This yeah. has the opposite problem of Raised by Wolves. Like Raised by Wolves just has more and more questions the closer it gets to the end until you're like WTF Ridley Scott, like okay Uh cool like we get it your you know ambiguous ending to to blade runner was a big thing for years and years and so you made this with like no conclusions of any kind right where oblivion like answered all of its questions and they were all kind of like what you would expect if you've seen dystopian summer blockbuster sci-fi uh uh uh, more, more than once and it all just was like wrapped up a little too neatly it felt like and this is another sort of derogatory but it felt like ya um you know fair fair the, the characters fair. are all adults but like you do this thing and then and then in the you know at the end they're and this at this cabin on a lakeside and the survivors all come together and everything's happy and and feel good at the end i compared it more to uh what do I want to say? More not traditional, but like more obvious choices for the the summer blockbuster subgenre. Like we just watched Independence Day a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacific Rim I go to because Independence Day is weird 
for us because we both saw it when it was pretty new. Yeah. And so it has that added nostalgia. It's also got this like weird sort of patriotic thing, even though it's all about everybody coming together at the end. It's still, you know, the Americans like Bill right. Pullman is the president of the United States. He's not anybody else's uh, president. So it's got these weird things that give it sort of bonus points if you're if you're trying to compare it with another movie. Um and so I pull something like Pacific Rim, which is two hours of big spectacle nonsense, right? With like <laughs> goofy, contrived, sort of uh, uh, um, giant robot mechanic. But it's just this like sci-fi spectacle where you're like, okay, the robot picked up a, a container off a boat. Or he picked up a boat, like a container ship, to hit the monster with. And I'm like... I know why people use weapons, right? Mm -hmm. Our our hands and fists, our skin and flesh and bone, they're fragile. And so you get a weapon that is much less fragile and you hit somebody with that, right? Perfect sense. The robots are metal, right? They don't right. they don't feel pain. They you know, their their fists are not fragile. They're just as metal as that metal container. <laughs> Right. That, that the ro so there's no point to that. But when you're sitting in the theater watching this giant robot pick something up, you, you're reminded of the scale of what's going on here. And you're like, that's cool. It's stupid, but it's right. cool. It's cool. Um, yeah. And, and, and that, the, a lot of the, the special effects in here, he when he jumps off, like the, he gets on those that little plane thing and it mm -hmm. like does a flip off the back of the thing and goes down. Like that is much cooler on a big screen with big yeah. sound when it's going, boosh, and it takes off and he does a flip backwards. Like it's totally unnecessary. He just needs to lift off and go down, right? Yeah. Like, but on the big screen, it's cool as heck. Watching this on my computer screen with just normal speakers, um, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I sort of see what's happening here. But you, you miss all of that spectacle that probably would make this more enjoyable. Like, you, you know, that's a that's a sort of balancing act that, that a filmmaker makes where the more, like, the more fun and fantastic the spectacle is, the more dumb the story can be, right? Right. All the way back to... Right. Um, one of the first times I heard this was the movie Goldfinger, right? It's one of the classic right. uh, Sean Connery Bond movies. There's a sequence where um, I, I'm 90% sure it's Goldfinger. It also could be Thunderball. But the, um, no, it's definitely Goldfinger because he's demonstrating the gas. Uh, he brings a group of, who knows, billionaire investors, or, well, millionaire investors in the 60s, um, brings him into this big, fancy room and gives him drinks and cigars and he's got a giant model of fort knox and he's explaining his whole plan what he's going to do with the planes and they're going to drop this gas to knock out the guards and then they're going to go into the vault all the while bond is under that giant model looking out the little windows of the building so that he can overhear the plan right the whole scene is a setup for bond to learn goldfinger's plan right but goldfinger explains the whole plan and then to demonstrate how effective this gas is, turns it on and kills all these guys. So he's built an elaborate model and explained his whole plan to a group of people that he's about to kill. <laughs> yeah. Right? It makes no sense. Right, yeah. 
Um, but while you're watching the movie and you have that, like you see, and you're like, oh, wow, he's going to do the thing. Like you get the whole plan. You also see Bond under the build, under the model. And you're like, is he, is he going to get caught? Like he's right. Like you're nervous in that scene. And the, the, the shots cut really quickly from one to the other as like the models coming up out of the floor and all this. And in the DVD commentary, um, one of, I don't know if it was the director or, or somebody involved in special effects for the movie was like, this is edited together so fast that you don't have time to question how ridiculous this is. Like why, right. why he would build this whole model to explain things to these guys that he's about to kill. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And he's like, uh, the guy in the commentary says, if you're with your wife on your drive home and you go, why did he do that? Build the model. And, and <laughs> he was just going to kill. He's like, that's fine. Right. right. So long as while you're in the theater watching the movie, you're not like you're too caught up in the spectacle to to ask those questions. That that's that's very true, and I and I think that's really really important sometimes, especially when we talk about. And I've I've been on this kick lately. It's like reviewing things based on if it's a theater viewing or uh, sure. like you said, an at home on your computer screen or on your iPhone uh, viewing it. Um, it's just, it's just some of these things were made to not be as that important. It's like, oh yeah, well you stop getting hung up on the minutia of whether the Goonies are actually, you know, twelve year olds, <laughs> and parents would never do that, right? Like yeah. You, yeah. you get so you get so hung up on that thing when they're like, what we're trying to do is show a gigantic pirate ship come out of a cave with a a guy zip lining down the side saying, "Hey, you guys," and the kids on his back going, "Yeah, right." That's the point, not necessarily all the minutiae, but if you watch it on like a little screen where that's not as big and it's just like a little bitty pirate ship or whatever, I'm getting into Goonies too deep here, but you get my, my point is that it's, it's, you, it's totally meant for a big immersive kind of audience. You know, it's, 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 you know, a good example of, of, of things. Some of these things is that if you watch a 3d or a, like a VR experience, um, and the, but you actually watch it on the monitor, somebody else mm. doing it. It's a totally different experience, right? Like, yeah. oh, I've got it. I'm looking around and I can feel I feel there's something in front of me. But if I'm watching the guy through his on the computer screen, what he's seeing. Uh, yeah, it looks just OK, man. Right. That's the same kind of thing. And Oblivion has some of those. And I think when I watched it the first time, I, well, I know I watched the first time I watched it in, in the theaters, all that stuff elevated it to like a, oh this is a fun good sci-fi now it's just like a a good filling sci-fi the word i want to use is okay like mm-hmm. i would give it a six out of ten it's not bad it's not good it's yep. not I, I will say that it it doesn't do terrible things like it doesn't do like spend forever on terrible costumes and uh just horrible acting or right it could be way worse right? you, yep. you're not going to be watching this show and saying oh my god that was a waste of my time. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you, you would, but, uh, you know, I mean, waste, waste of time is a tricky, is a tricky right. metric, but it, it's, it's the, like, you're going to get cool, I, cool space I, shots with some space. I think, I think six and, out of 10 is, is pretty close. I don't, I definitely wouldn't go any higher than that, but yeah. I also wouldn't, I wouldn't give it like a two or a three. Like it was, it was a bit like, I would recommend it to people before, Raised by Wolves, and right. probably uh, calling it a Netflix movie is a good is a good one too. Like, 
Uh, yeah. Do you remember <laughs> another movie about uh, the featuring Titan, Saturn's moon Titan, that we watched that was a Netflix movie? Oh, this sounds, uh, that word does sound familiar, but no, I don't remember. Uh, so it was a Netflix movie, a, a guy, like, they get these they get these candidates and they're going to give them some kind of treatments to to like modify their bodies so that they can survive on titan oh oh man i know this i know talking uh is it just called the titan it might be that it might be just the titan yeah because it's got sam worthington in it yeah 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 the titan. and then and then spoilers for this movie but don't watch it because it's bad like at the end it's just him standing on a cliff on this barren world saturn's moon of titan that's like just there's there's water right there's water on yeah. it but it's just like him on this barren rock surrounded by water and you're like what what happens now what's he gonna eat what, like what, what what does any of this matter yeah there's there's See, no that's a perfect example there are terrible sci-fi movies this just one's not weird kind terrible. of kind of inscrutable like the 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 things that bothered me about this movie was that it was all kind of by the numbers. It was like rote and predictable. But I think if That's you fair, are, right. if you're just going to watch, if you want to watch something in this movie, a kind of fun, what if future, I did laugh when he busted out the motorcycle. I'm like, oh, cool. It's, uh, it's Ethan Hunt. He's got his motorcycle. Actually, actually that, that scene reminded me hundred percent of uh, the Star Trek thing when they pull out the, the, the four wheeler thing. That or the big tank thing, and Picard's like, I just want to ride this, this machine around the planet. Remember that? I don't remember. That was oh, yeah, one of the, the one of the movies. Nemes- the- it was Star Trek Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis. Yeah. yeah. And, and anyway, yeah. Th- this I will say this. Closing thoughts on this one. Post bell. This this show has a complete story that's that's uh, logical, makes sense. It's it, sometimes predictable. Um, it has good uh, visual effects and decent acting, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't do anything necessarily spectacular or ne- anything terrible. So right. it, it definitely fits fits the whole of a, sh- a sci-fi show that you can watch, and and it'll be okay to watch, right? Not not a it definitely wouldn't fit on our top hundred movie list uh, mm-hmm. by any stretch, but uh, or must see things. But if if you have a have a Saturday afternoon. And you're like, I can, man, I could do a sci-fi thing. You can do worse than watch this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. What do we got next week for this? What's our What's our show next week? Oh, uh, it's my week to pick, and I picked... <laughs> and you didn't even think ahead, did you? I did. Um, a movie on my list. This is another one I heard about on the Flophouse called Ramen Shop. Um, oh yeah, I don't know anything about this one. This I think might be Korean. Um, and I think it's just a kind of small scale story about, um, maybe a immigrant family, something Wait, like the, that. I, this is not, uh, Rashomon. Isn't that the other one we watched? No, was like, no. <laughs> uh, this is new ish. I think it's from, uh, 18 or 19. Um, and it's been on my list to check out since I heard the pitch for it on, on the flop house. Um, so we'll check it out. That's. All I know, everything I know about it, I've told you off the top of my head. How, how, do, how do you spell this one? It's two words, ramen shop. Oh, ramen shop. I, th- I thought you were saying ramen shop is one word. One word, yeah. yeah. Like a, I mean, you've, you've picked some, some shows that are some foreign films sometimes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. 
and ramen shop could be a thing. Ramen the food shop. Yep. Got it. Okay, cool. All right, so I think we did it, man. We got them all. We we knocked them down. We spent some time on some Lokis. Yep. All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 204. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch or discuss, you can do that via our email address, frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. I think that's working again. It's frontporchpodcast.com. We had some technical difficulties there. Um, there is contact form there. The episodes also have show notes and a comment box where you can chime in, whatever. Um, and I did get our movie lists on a new on a new page there, so you can go check that out, see what we're kind of working with for the next few months. Um, what else? If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on all the places. While you're there, if you leave us a positive review, that always helps. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>